You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 126 and 127. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, back old school like the manga? Back to old the- Old school, two chapters at a time. Oh, two chapters at a time. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> no more of the- Next time we're going to do four, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> so don't get used to yeah. it. No. I think it's like four and then two and three or something. I forget. Mm-hmm. There's- Anyway, it's fine. Everybody's along for There's the no rules anymore. ride now. No. <laughs> Everything's out the window. We're just like, it's chaos. <laughs> We're going to do our summary discussion and spoiler discussion. And also, uh, I have a warning up top for Karina Uo content, because I know some <laughs> people don't like that. But this this one of the chapters is, has them. So if you are just listening al- along and like not reading it or whatever, and you don't want to listen to that, skip this one. Yeah. You can go back and listen to or the one last time. They weren't in it at all. Huh? Yeah. Or at least skip the second half. Skip the second <laughs> half. And then skip all our random discussion when we talk about it. Yeah, because we're disorganized. <laughs> yeah, we won't be discussing it organized. Just talk way. about whatever comes to mind. You can just skip to like the end if I add any banter and enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Chapter 126 opens with Kyo approaching a large house. He remembers Hana asking him, there are other things that you should be doing, aren't there? And he narrates, it's so simple. The answer to that question, both the what and the how, it's all so damn simple. I have to face what I've been running from. That's all there is to it. But to me, doing that is so hard it hurts. But I've made my decision, and today's the day I say it. Kyo hovers outside the front door, fists clenched. I feel kind of sick, and I'm not even in the house yet, he thinks. And he remembers Toru telling him, It's okay. He frowns, and then with a look of determination and conviction, he enters. Inside, Kyo's father, whose house this is, sits in a large sitting room reading, a woman who I assume is his, like, domestic help, question mark? I don't know. (laughs) She remains nameless throughout the rest of this. Um, but escorts Kyo into the room. Kyo's father jumps up and shouts, What is this? Who said you could let him in here? What are you doing here? What do you want? And look at you, calm as you please. How dare you? Hey, Kyo says, frowning. Aren't our normal office workers home at this time? You never did take work seriously. Shut your mouth. I work. I work hard. I work hard, I'll have you know. Kyo's dad retorts. I just, I haven't been feeling well lately. I'm taking some time off. And whose fault do you think that is? What, mine? Kyo asks. You bet it's yours. Why don't you just admit to what you did? His father yells, getting increasingly angry. You're the one who killed your mother. Don't assume that you'll be forgiven just because your hand in it was passive. You're just a... His father continues to berate him, but Kyo doesn't hear. He has a memory of his childhood. His mother kneels on the floor. He holds her hands. He looks up, angry. He narrates, I feel sick. It's like all the hate, fear, sadness. All those feelings were tossed together into a pot and set boiling. In the present, he shakes and thinks, keep it together. Fine, you're right, he says. It's all my fault. <laughs> so you will admit it. It's about time, his dad says. You admitted it, I heard you. He turns to the woman nearby. You heard it, didn't you? Contact the main house. Make them come here and drag him out of my sight. The woman hesitantly but hurriedly leaves to do that. I hope you bear the burden of killing her and wallow away in there for the rest of your days, he says. No, Kyo says. I won't. I won't go in there. I refuse. I'm going to live outside no matter what. I came here to tell you that. I know I'm shaking, Kyo thinks. It's so obvious that it's almost stupid. Any normal person wouldn't have to declare things every single time. They wouldn't have to be afraid. He thinks of Toru smiling. But even though I couldn't do something so simple, you didn't make fun of me or get frustrated with me. You did all you could to support me. To care for me. To keep reaching out to me. This is all because you're so important to me. He says to his father, Look, I met someone and I want to be with her. Starting now and for good. You? His father says. What on earth are you talking about? That would never be allowed. Live a normal life? I won't allow it. 
Kyo's father picks up the ashtray from the table and throws it at him. You have to pay for what you've done, he screams. You have to pay me back for what you've done. Do you know how much shame I've had to endure because of you? How much my life has been ruined? It's all because you were born on this earth. Why did she have to give birth to you? Kyo has the same memory again of his mother. And this time, his father standing above them. He remembers his father's words from the past. You gave birth to such a child. Just disappear. You two, both of you, just disappear. Kyo's eyes widen with realization. Wait, it was you, Kyo says? You were the one who said that to mom? Kyo's dad grabs him by the shirt collar and pushes him back against the wall. Are you trying to put the blame on me now? He yells. It's not my fault you drove her to it. Her death was your fault, not mine, you monster. It's not my fault you were born. I didn't do anything wrong. It's all your fault. Kyo remembers his mother stepping to the edge of a train station platform. Did you feel alone, he thinks? Was it hard carrying all that pain? I was just a kid. It was too hard for me to understand, and I'm not going to make some cop-out excuse like I could have understood if I'd been older. Once you're dead, you can't try anymore or take anything back. I wanted you to live. Finally, I can think like that, but it's already too late. I didn't want you to die. I wanted for you to not give up on yourself while you were still alive, Mom. In the present, Kyo pushes his father back with one arm. No, I won't give up on myself anymore, he says. I'm going to try while I'm still alive. I'm going to try to live. Really live. Kyo's dad argues, and Kyo pulls his other hand off of his shirt collar. No, uh, he's going to kill me, Kyo's dad shouts, though Kyo's clearly not fighting. Someone help me! Meanwhile, at the main house, the old maid, that one old maid, asks <laughs> if she should send someone to fetch the cat, as his father wishes, to Akito. No, Akito says, I'll go. I want to talk to his father. Kyo is free, and I'm planning to have that isolated room destroyed. Honestly? The maid asks. Akito says yes. The maid asks if he'll approve. Either way, I've made my decision, Akito says. You've changed, Akito-san, the maid says, and I must say that I liked you better before. Fine, Akito says, then stay where you are as long as you want, but as for me, I'm going now. Akito steps out, leaving the maid inside the dark main house. At Kyo's father's house, Kyo releases his arm. It's so simple, Kyo narrates, overlaid over Akito's determined expression. The answer and the how, it's just hard. I finally have it in my hands, and that's exactly why it feels so important. I'll be back, Kyo says to his father. Wait, hey, I won't allow it, he shouts. Never! Kyo leaves. I'm sure his own answer is so simple it's scary, too. And it'll need a terrifying amount of time, Kyo thinks. I have no choice. I gotta keep going if I'm gonna keep on living. Nearby, Kisa and Hiro walk together, and Kisa reassures Hiro that no one's going to hate him now that he's free from the curse. I'm so happy that you talked to me first, she says with a reassuring smile. Kisa, you don't hate that I'm not one of you anymore? Really? Hiro says. She looks taken aback, then sad. What about you, Hiro-chan? You don't hate being with someone who's possessed? What? Of course- <laughs> <laughs> In my notes, I have put comic vomiting sound. <laughs> Everyone's aware. <laughs> the sound of someone barfing their guts up nearby interrupts them. They find Kyo hunched over nearby. You're puking in public? Hiro shouts. The thread of my nerves just snapped, Kyo says. That doesn't make any sense and you're disgusting, Hiro shouts. Kyo says he feels a little better and Hiro's like, who wouldn't after emptying the tank? While Kiso pulls a handkerchief out of her bag and hands it to Kyo. Kyo imagines or hallucinates Toru as he looks at Kisa. He describes it as hallucinating, not me. I'm just saying. <laughs> he hesitates, then takes the handkerchief and thanks her. Hiro says that they should get cleaning up and that he'll help. Kyo says so to it, but Hiro's like, I said I'll help. <laughs> Hiro and Kisa go to borrow some cleaning supplies and Kyo looks at the handkerchief and thinks, if I'm hallucinating about her now, I must have it bad. And we see the narration. I want to see you. And the chapter closes on Toru standing on the hospital roof looking out. And the narration, I really want to see you. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hero is such a good boy. And it I know. Chapter <laughs> <laughs> 27 opens in the hospital where when Akito visited Toru uh, that we saw a couple last chapter, two chapters ago, recently. 
mm-hmm. two chapters ago probably it's like it's all happening at once i don't know anymore okay <laughs> <laughs> hana and uo have entered the room we see uo's narration i heard bits of the story from toru and i met akito soma outside of toru's room akito admits that toru's injuries are from her hana says that toru didn't think of what happened as being anyone's fault i heard about kareno akito says to uo who's initially taken aback then smiles and blushes seriously she shouldn't have time to worry about me uo thinks at school later, Kyo looks panicked. Apparently, all they did was tell him the truth. The Toru doesn't want to see him right now. Wait, 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 wait. Are you messing with me? He wants to know. Do you think that we would lie about Toru-kun's feelings just to tease you? Hana asks rhetorically. You don't understand a thing, do you, little boy? Yuki comments that she's not wrong. Toru actually seems scared when Kyo's name came from conversation. Toru-kun seems to think that you dumped her, Hana says. And we see a ghosty panel where only Kyo's wide eyes and kitty ears stand out. Nice work, genius. Yuki adds, and Kyo is like, Why does she think that? <laughs> well, Uo and Hana say, When someone tells you that they're disillusioned, it's easy to interpret that as saying, Get lost. And Kyo is like, That's the worst kind of misunderstanding, and if I don't see her soon, it'll be like I'm confirming it. While Yuki thinks, Everyone knows how you feel about each other. Doesn't that bother you? <laughs> Why the hell didn't you guys tell me something that important sooner? Kyo shouts, and Uo is like, No one cares about what's convenient for you, stupid. It doesn't change the fact that you made her cry. You pissed me off. You better do some serious self-reflection, dumbass. Anyway, don't you dare come and see her until she's out of the hospital. If you do, I'll pull it off. Hana's like, pull what off? And Hana and Uo head out. Yugi suggests that Kyo go pick up Toru when she gets out of the hospital, which will be soon. Think about it. Can't you cut everyone a break and let her belong to all of us for a little while longer? He asks. Yuki leaves too, and Elda's afternoon plans have been cancelled. Kyo wonders what he should do. Should he tell Shisho about visiting his father? But thoughts of Toru creep into his mind again. Crap, I shouldn't have said anything to give her the wrong idea like that. But I wouldn't do some things to girls I didn't like, he thinks, and remembers the kiss. In the hall, Uo and Hana chat. You gotta feel a little sorry for Kyo, but even saying his name seems to really affect Toru right now. If he did come, she would probably run away before putting on her shoes. So for now, they're agreed that he needs to not see her. Hana asks if Uo will go to the hospital to see Kareno, and she doesn't respond. Hana says, I'm sure you're worrying about plenty of things right now, but if you can see him, don't you think you should? Uo sighs. You're probably right, she says. I've been thinking about Kareno's 26 years in this world, she narrates. The things he accomplished, the things that he couldn't, the things he loved. She remembers again speaking to Akito in the hospital. Akito says that Kareno is in the hospital because of her, because she stabbed him. I chained him down. I walked all over him, but Kareno doesn't blame me, Akito says. What should I? Hey, you're a woman, aren't you? Hana says. Uo and Akito were both taken aback. She remembers what Toru told her about Kareno before. Kareno-san said that he has someone to be there for, Hana says. Kareno-san said that he has someone that he has to be there for, Hana says. I think I see now. You're the one, aren't you? Uo looks distant and Akito looks a bit embarrassed or maybe ashamed. Uo suddenly starts to cry and tries to collect herself. She wasn't the only reason that I was upset, Uo narrates. It was so much simpler than that. It was the fact that I was an outsider, and Uo hugs Akito. Her narration continues, Kareno-san had lived 26 years and I'd barely been a part of that. I'd been polishing the memories of that one day over and over again. I thought it was kind of pathetic and that mortified me. Later, Uo slips into Kareno's room at the hospital. He stands by the window using a cane. She approaches him and stands beside him. I didn't think you'd come, he says, and she asks why not. I don't deserve it, he says. You talked with Akito, didn't you? There's still something that I have to do for her. Uo asks what? I have to disappear, he says. If I'm there, Akito will never stop being sick at heart. Until the end, he thinks. Then go, Uo says. Can't you go anywhere you want? Kareno turns away. Anywhere, she says. I'll go anywhere. He looks back at her over his shoulder, surprised. And do you know why? <laughs> I'm not going to say, she says. He smiles a warm smile. We see the narration. It's okay, really. Right now I can wait. But I'm not going to be left out of things, not anymore. 
Outside Shisho's house, Kyo runs into Akito, and he asks what she's doing there and says that he wants to talk to her. Akito just shoves him off, though. We have nothing to talk about. Just go on and live your life however you want, Akito says. Kyo is understandably confused and is like, what do you mean? I mean what I said. I hate repeating myself, okay? Akito says. Shisho's door creaks open, and who should pop out but Hanajima? <laughs> oh, leaving so soon? Ah-chan, she says, and Akito grimaces and is like, I told you to stop calling me that. Kyo is still understandably confused. It's like, what is she doing here? And Hana explains that they met seeing Toru at the hospital, so she decided to come along to Shisho's. Shisho also shows up and greets Kyo. Hana says that she'll go and make more tea, and Kyo thinks, is she, like, friends with everybody? <laughs> Shisho says to a shook, as the kids say, Kyo. <laughs> I heard you went to visit your father. Even Akito's son knows about it. He promised to destroy the isolated room. Kyo watches Akito walk away, shocked, and Shisho says that correcting everyone's attitude to the main house won't be as simple. Still, they've overcome an obstacle. You did well, he says, and pats Kyo's head. Why don't you have a nice long talk inside, Hana suggests, interrupting the moment, and Shisho smiles, and Kyo is back to being, uh, back to looking away darkly. <laughs> this panel is great, because it has, like, shoujo bubbles around Hana. Yes. And then, like, darkness around Kyo, with so Shisho in the middle. <laughs> and Shisho's, like, smiling, and Kyo is, yeah. like... There isn't even a mouth. I think he's just, like, looking away. Yeah. <laughs> we see Uo's narration. After that, a little time passed. Then Kurano-san really did leave the Soma home. He didn't tell a lot of people and got rid of anything he couldn't carry with him. He said things would work out better if he just left like he'd never been there. And then he smiled. I know there are people out there who are disgustingly self-centered, but I think it's okay for some people to be the opposite. To always put themselves last. That's not so bad. Elsewhere... In the Japanese countryside, sometime in the future, cherry blossom petals fall. Kurino asks if Uo is okay looking for a job in the middle of nowhere like this. I'm not, but who cares, she says. I like it here. Hmm? Why? Kurino asks. I'm not going to say it, she says. Say it. I want you to say it, he says. And the chapter closes on the two of them smiling in the narration. Because. And that's the end. Yay. Yay? <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. I don't know. <laughs> We already talked about all our reservations of this relationship yeah. before. <laughs> I warned the people up front, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we already uh, thoroughly interrogated the text on, yes. uh, <laughs> on the subject, and now we can just go, oh, they're happy. It's Yay. cute. <laughs> this is sometime in the future, theoretically, after they graduated, so it's slightly mm-hmm. better? Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cute nonetheless, I think. Yeah. It's okay, Karina was barely a grown-up anyway. I mean, <laughs> he'd never been to a convenience store, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. I bet you most Japanese elementary schoolers have been to a convenience store. I <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, by themselves, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's also an author's note. I think it's in this volume that I read that said... He went there because Akito was suddenly craving, like, salty snacks, and, and Takaya said she felt bad for, like, not being able to include that in the... <laughs> in the story or something. Oh, wait, let me see if it was in this one. I just thought it was really funny. We don't really mention these anymore, but sometimes there's just a little, like, uh, things about all the... about the characters. Okay. Oh. Just, like, bring me commoner snacks. Yeah. Show me snacku. I see Akito just, like, sampling all the salty, terrible snacks and just, yeah. like, being like, this one's terrible. This one's also Kurino, terrible. you eat this one. <laughs> There's a lot of bad snacks in the world. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was in the volume before. So maybe it was in volume 20. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was it was funny nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> I summed it up. It's fine. <laughs> I noticed a couple of, like, I want to start with some visuals and, like, mechanical things that were in this that I noticed. 
Mm-hmm. So one thing I noticed is that Takaya is really leaning into this like the narration transition thing where there's like a narration that applies to both of the characters that's kind of like transitioning to. Yeah. So the one where it was like Uo being like uh, I'm not going to be left out anymore and then it transitions into Kyo also yeah. or whatever. I thought was kind of nice. Or like Akito leaving Kyo's leaving Shicho's house into that scene. Yeah. Um it's kind of interesting. I think that narration can apply to both of them. That's why I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. She started using that, or at least I think the first time we really noticed it very clearly was like in the Aikido confrontation chapters that we were reading, where there was narration that kind of tied like Toru and Aikido and like Kyo together a bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we talked about it a lot um, last episode with the like chapters wide narration that kind of applied to everybody. Yeah. Like in the entire series, <laughs> mm-hmm. but especially That's the right. ones that were on the panels, because <laughs> there was a narration over the part where everybody's sad too. So. Yeah, so that was interesting. Anyway, it's just it's a sometimes things are like done as kind of like a one-off, I guess. But in this case, I feel like this is a thing where like Takaya is really like leaning into it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, um, seems to be like a thing. It's part of the visual language of Furuba and the storytelling, I guess, of Furuba in this case. Yeah. I also feel like, like, as we're wrapping up, part of the point at this point in the series is that, like, a lot of these characters have similar mm-hmm. is- issues and feelings, like, even if they don't, like, realize it about each other, and so it's kind of nice to see all the the narration tying multiple characters together, even if they're ones you wouldn't necessarily think about. Or, like, we don't, like, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't really notice them, I think we talked before about how, like, Kyo and Uo have similarities, but no more, like, in their character, not, like, other things about them or like yeah I never yeah. would have thought of like Akito and Uo as being similar in any mm-hmm. way so when you have these narrations I think it's really nice like it adds something to the story to show you how they're connected I think yeah so I'm enjoying that there were some repeated like uh, visual motifs I think that and like visual language that Takai used before so like there's this scene where Kyo's dad is yelling at, at Kyo and his dialogue just stops where he's like, you're just, uh, and then it cuts off and goes into Kyo's thoughts. But you can see in the background, there's these like blacked out like dialogue bubbles. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we talked about that because it's prominently used in like Hana's backstory. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. I just thought it was interesting that it came back in that like one specific case. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of like, again, like the floral, like white petal imagery that we talked about a lot before. Mm-hmm. Um, like around Toru and Kyo's imagination during the confrontation and then also of course like the scene at the end with the cherry blossoms falling so we talked about that as representing like a new like a potentially like a healthy relationship or bond or something so yeah we saw it repeated here and I think in cases where it uh, like made made sense that it also represented that yeah. something new and positive mm-hmm I guess there were more like flower petals. It's sometimes flower petals, sometimes feathers, I guess. But yeah, most often feathers in the case of the like Junichi. But yeah, I think um, like uh, the sakura petals get used in a lot of media as like mm-hmm. a you know new beginnings kind of thing since they're a spring yeah. blossom. Well, you know when the snow like melts, it becomes blossom. spring. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a symbol of change, mm-hmm. of a new beginning. You gotta get there early before they die or the tourists come. <laughs> A fleeting romance. <laughs> yes. I guess you could interpret it that way, too. Before the <laughs> <stories come. laughs> uh, yeah, those are just two, like, 
a couple of visual and storytelling things that I noticed that I thought was interesting or like something that's becoming a theme or becoming a thing that Takaya does so mm-hmm. there was a couple other even like Hana's dialogue box where she was kissing Kyo there was like a texture in the background so yeah someone went like really ham with the textures mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there are a lot of textures in yeah. this couple of chapters I think there were some last time too but I just it wasn't as prominent as this time so mm-hmm. yeah like I noticed like during the ending with like uh Uo and Karina's stuff there's like these little like crystally textures mm, look oh, they're like hexagons but yeah there's like a yeah there's like a shaded texture there there was the same like Kyo has this there were some like star e shaped panels oh when Hana says Achan there's like a sparkly texture <laughs> Yeah, and we talked about the, like, shoujo bubble jokey texture used in the <laughs> scenes with Hana and Kazuma. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a shoujo bubble. <laughs> There's, there is this, like, um, that, like, hexagon or whatever you gen- gem shape shadow texture. Yeah. That's used in, it's also, like, in uh, Uo's, it's, like, in all the scenes with Uo and Kareno. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the end of the one where they're in the hospital. Yeah. And it's even in that narration and kind of like over top of the scene where Kyo is walking in too. Yeah. Sorry, I was a little far from away from the micro. I hope everybody can he- hear me now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyo's cat ears have been in these last two chapters so much. <laughs> He's having a lot of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Some good quality ghosty panels in these chapters I loved too. it. I love the one where he stare. He's already panicked and then it's like the ghosty panel of him with this panicked eyes and then he's more panicked when Kyo is yeah. like you're an idiot. I also love the ghosty panel of Akito turning to face Hana while <laughs> Kyo is just like staring on. They're all Akito's good. being like stop calling me that. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> the one the one that I mentioned before the other one also the only other thing that's visible in the ghosty panel is like Hana's um, braid or like her pigtail. I forget if it's <laughs> Oh, it's a long braid. Yeah. <laughs> so you can see the braid. It's like you see just like Kyo's cat ears and his eyes and then like the Hana's braid. <laughs> mm-hmm. The things that she chooses to draw in those are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the page right before that that has Hana's texture in the speech bubble too. Mm-hmm. So many textures. Yeah. And there's like the lightning texture over Kyo and Kyo's he's like back. shocked and everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it also the textures. Has sound effect that's like dong dong, like I guess like a gong, ding dong. <laughs> Unless it's just supposed to be like the school bell, because it's the end of the day, which is possible. <laughs> I first interpreted it as it being from him being shocked. <laughs> oh yeah, I also <laughs> sorry, just looking back, there's also a texture over the one where Kyo's throwing up <laughs> in the English <laughs> sound effect. It just says bleh bleg. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought of also about saying that. Yeah. Yeah, there's also a um, sparkly texture to censor his uh, vomit. Yes. <laughs> which is entertaining. <laughs> it's classy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so there's a lot. But I just <laughs> thought it was interesting. Something to t- take make note of. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's talk about things that actually happened. Question mark. <laughs> Not just textures. No. I mean, we can talk about some Welcome more. Welcome to the texture but... hour. Yeah. It's our like, new podcast. Ooh, this one's a sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> this one's a I just noticed like on the gate there's like tours on the on the fence on the uh, sorry on the hospital roof and like the fence is also a texture 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like looking at it and thinking, the secret to drawing manga must just be lots of textures. This is yeah. what I'm gathering from this. <laughs> or like to add it, like background drawing or whatever they call it. I forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should we talk about Kyo's dad? So great, right? Yeah. Best dad. <laughs> I just said, the note that I made for myself says, honestly, the acting notes that I gave myself for the summary of the confrontation are just like kind of awful. They're kind of <laughs> disgusting. Because it's just like, yell and like, be super satisfied when Kyo confesses or whatever every mm-hmm. for I can't remember if we talked about this on on quote unquote on air before but in my notes there sometimes I give myself a cue to remember how to how much to scream or whatever <laughs> so it's just like, like scream level seven yeah no <laughs> it's usually just like crazy or yeah. so this one says slowly laugh louder slash crazier and then it says excited, so you'll admit you'll admit to it this time. And then it says satisfied. I hope you bear the burden <laughs> of killing her, because like that's what he looks like. Mm-hmm. And then it says, and then Kyo Kyo's all my notes for Kyo are like tense or like quiet, because he's like I'm sick. He's like shaking. Yeah. I was thinking like I don't know if I can convey what I think he actually feels like in this summary. Mm-hmm. This is all about my voice acting, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but a, you can see if you look closely in the drawing in the panels, you can see there's like lines around his hands and feet, like he's shaking, mm-hmm. which stood out. Also stood out to me. I should have called that out as like a visual too. But yeah, it's uh, Kill looks so different in these than he normally does. Like in these cha- this that chapter, the confrontation. Mm-hmm. He's like he looks down the whole time. He's like cowering, even though he's mad. Like. He just looks scared. He looks terrified. I feel like we've never really... Like, the last time we saw Kyo interact with his dad was when he was a kid, right? And he was like, it's not my fault. That's, like, the only Mm -hmm. time we've ever seen them interact with each other. Yeah. I feel like it really puts his dad in kind of a different light, too. I mean, also, there's the reveal that he was the one who, like, pushed Kyo's mother to kill herself. Mm -hmm. Being like, you you disappear. Yeah. So we talked about that last time in the spoilers because it came up as, like, a some piece of dialogue i think it was a kill remembering the funeral and someone had said like oh i heard them arguing the night before or whatever mm-hmm. um and we were like Ooh, spoiler for this reveal yeah and we've seen him remember the like just disappear dialogue but not knowing who said it mm-hmm. in some previous chapter i can't remember when but i don't know i, don't, I didn't look it up but yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's a piece of work yeah he's, he's great <laughs> real awesome such an asshole and also like the way that he like so first he like picks up the ashtray and like throws it at Kyo Kyo's just standing there and then Mm -hmm. he also is like he's so scared of Kyo he's like at the end when Kyo pushes off he kind of like I don't know if he even pushes his arm but he removes his arm his dad's hand from his shirt and he's like he's killing me he's killing me it's like Mm -hmm. dude like yeah I don't know he's very like pathetic in addition to everything else (laughs) yeah yeah it's like he's when he's like in control and he's like super mad and then as soon as something mm-hmm. you know looks like he's not gonna be in control of the situation or whatever then he's all like yeah pathetic he's like mm. mm-hmm. i feel like i can't verbalize it very well i think you verbalized it better but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's he's awful so awful and he's yeah. like call the main house block him up today it's like yeah what the hell like i know everybody there's people in the fandom who just call him the sperm donor because they don't even <laughs> want to like recognize that he's kyo's like father because he's such an asshole so yeah i feel like that's the sentiment <laughs> yeah he's like he's worse than that like <laughs> yeah yeah he's just an asshole such an <laughs> asshole 
<laughs> worse than that. Worse than even a sperm donor? Yeah. Donor yeah, has such like, a connotation of charity. I mean, <laughs> it's like, I think that's an appropriate thing to call someone who, you know, fathered a child and then walked away. Like, didn't do anything. And he's no, this worse person, than that. <laughs> yeah, he's like actively trying to confine yeah. his child. Yeah, he's actively terrible and abusive. And like, he also <laughs> blames him for every single thing, every single problem in his life. Yeah. Where Kyo's like, Kyo comes in and he's like, don't you work? And he's like, no, I'm taking time off. Whose fault do you think that is? And it's like, that it's was like you haven't so even seen him for like he hasn't 15 even years. Like. I know. Yeah, he hasn't lived there for at least 10 years. It's mm-hmm. like, so you just blame your whole life. You just live your whole life on this blame. Like, it's so crazy. Like, the things that are implied by this confrontation are like, it's so disgusting. Yeah. So, to say the least. Yeah. I'm outraged. Side note, I'm like, I feel bad for that maid. I can't imagine the stuff I she know. puts up with. He's probably such an asshole to her. <laughs> I was like, how do I describe this person? <laughs> she's not like a mean housemaid. Like, she's not dressed in the same way. But mm-hmm. also, like, also the, like, opulence of this house, it seems like. We see such a small view of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just the, like, but it's, like, a huge front door. And then he has this room with, like, um, so in the anime, they showed, like, a huge, like, record collection. But here it looks like kind of like a big DVD collection or something. There's, like, a huge TV. He's mm-hmm. just, like, chilling in a, like, easy chair reading. And then yeah. Kyo comes in and he freaks out. Mm-hmm. As if you never expected him to like be there. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, it does seem like like the maid seems like out of the loop because like he's like, who said you could let him in here? She's like, but I thought like yeah. she's obviously like it's your he's kid, your son. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't he allowed in here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did what did he say about him to the maid? He's just like, yeah. oh, my son is estranged or something. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She just she looks uh, confused. Which mm-hmm. it makes sense because you know. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you'd be confused every day working <laughs> for this person. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, what are you even doing? You know, I don't know. why are you so mad? I don't yeah. understand. Why are you so afraid of everything? <laughs> but yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> every time there's a close-up on Kill, you can see little shaky lines around him, mm-hmm. like his feet, his hands. Oh, Kill. Yeah, baby. Yeah, and it really shows the, like, the kind of influence, like, your parents can have on you. Like, yeah. Like, you know, he's, like, this is, like, an obviously, like, pathetic person, but Kyo's, like, terrified to be confronting him, because yeah. it's his father who made him feel, like, worthless as a child, so. Yes. It's kind of, like, it reminds me of, like, Akito, the mm-hmm. way that, like, so we see, we see the father, he's presented as this, yeah, like, a pathetic asshole person who blames everything on everybody else he seems to be kind of like good for nothing but then he's living in the lap of luxury luxury because of the so because of kyo right yeah (laughs) and then blames him for all of his problems so it's like he has this like scapegoat and a way of like having you know like he's kyo's existence enables him to have like an opulent lifestyle essentially Mm -hmm. it seems (laughs) from what we yeah the very small part that we can see and what we know about the family because i assume they're paying him and they're paying shisho yeah um for i don't know through because of the junishi stuff so mm-hmm. i assume that that's what's happening and then yeah, yeah at the same time kyo is someone who could like he could like crush this guy and he's yeah. sca- <laughs> he's terrified like it's mm-hmm. of this person who's clearly a pathetic loser so yeah yeah it's very interesting. yeah i did think of um like how the junishi see akito because like it kind of made me think of like toward the end of the scene 
like when he's kind of he was kind of like gaining more of a like a real realization of the situation mm-hmm. and like being less afraid i feel like it was kind of a like like momiji's like what the heck kept me bound to this person it was kind of yeah. a, like why was i so afraid of this person kind of yeah moment yeah it's probably feels i would imagine that it's similar for kyo where he's just like yeah like you were the one who said this like it wasn't me like it's not mm-hmm. none of this is my fault you've yeah. been saying this all the time but it's not and then I like I also think it's interesting how he's just like I'm leaving I'll be back like I'm mm-hmm. I'm leaving but I'll I'll be back and he just yeah. leaves mm-hmm. yeah like it does seem like there's kind of a like look of realization when his father starts like freaking out being like he's gonna kill me when kids like barely touching him yeah like, there's a moment where he's just like oh you're this kind of person yeah <laughs> you're this kind of asshole yeah yes. <laughs> yeah the kind who will like yell who will like yeah, blames everybody else and will, like, yell at a, like, woman and child. You, you see the scene of him, like, standing over, uh, the way that he's standing, like, above baby Kyo and his mom. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so you'll yell at, like, a helpless child and, and a woman, but then as soon as someone touches you, then you're like, oh, he's gonna kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Violence isn't the answer, but <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. saying. <laughs> Pathetic. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Yes, it's disgusting. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Kyo stood up to him, which is great. And then Akito yeah. went and sassed him too. So the mm-hmm. maid is like, can we talk about the old maid? The real villain uh, can, of the story? Oh, no, sorry. You something oh, can we talk about uh, like Kyo and his mom first? Yes. Like, while we're still in that kind of Yeah, yeah, scene. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we can. Yeah, I feel like this kind of like sort of recontextualizes like his mom's like position in all of this and like Kyo's relationship with her and everything. Yeah. I love how Kyo is like were you scared like he has this whole like inner monologue like he said before when he went during the true form that he wanted her to try like he wanted her to live mm-hmm. he didn't want her to give up on him or on, on he didn't want her to give up but this yeah. is also like uh something that we've seen also in more recent chapters where it's like especially with kyo actually where it's like the same same thing as before but then something's like added on to it that kind of like mm-hmm. flips the meaning a little bit like the same narration so in this case he's like I wanted you to I wanted you to keep trying and he's like you know like I didn't understand I couldn't understand at the time but like I don't have any excuses and so he builds on some of the things that he like said already which is interesting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I feel like you get more of an impression that like like I think in the past you only saw kind of like you know the worst of it after like obviously being beat down by all this but I feel like you get the impression now that like she really did love him Mm -hmm. and wanted to protect him and was just like beat down by everything including her husband yeah to the point where you know she just couldn't deal with it anymore you have every single person in your family so like you have this like secret and then even the people that have that secret as well are like all against you against your son mm-hmm. yeah and then your husband also is blaming you for all of this crap because mm-hmm. that's how who he is as an asshole person yeah um yeah that must yeah because i think yeah and like i think that scene that we see a couple times of her like holding on to baby kyo's hands mm-hmm. while she's kneeling on the ground is like like heartbreaking but yeah. like does seem to show like like some genuine like affection yeah. between the two and i do think like we i guess i think what i was trying to say before and i didn't do a good job of it is like I think we saw Kyo's mom as more of also a figure to be afraid of before because she was like we saw the scenes of her during the true form where she was like oh are you wearing your bracelet like mm-hmm. check this thing we just saw the 
the Kagura and Kyo episode of the anime that also happened in the manga where Kagura is like, oh, well, nobody's around to like get mad at you if you watch TV anymore. Like, I think we were led to have this impression that his mom was the scary one, and his dad blamed her, blamed him for her death, but it was like mm-hmm. nothing was beyond that, right? Yeah. And now it seems like the the impression that we're left with after this chapter is like she was just as attacked as Kyo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and she was trying to protect him, perhaps. Yeah, and it feels more like the actions were were like you know they weren't good actions no. toward Kyo, but it does feel more like she was genuinely trying to protect him mm-hmm. from like you know a horrific world. <laughs> yeah. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. I also like how this transitions to like sometimes when, I feel like when you have a a scene like this, it's just like well that's a downer and there's no like resolution. But I think like Kyo's resolve that comes out of this is like. I'm gonna try to live now while I can. I'm not gonna like give up on myself anymore. Yeah. Like I saw how this type of situation played out, and I don't mm-hmm. want that to be me. Right. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna get out while I can. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just came here to tell you to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna do what I want, <laughs> and I'm in love with a girl. <laughs> that is like. Just came here to say peace. Bye. bye. <laughs> That's how you lighten the moon, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely, it's heartbreaking, and I think, like, we finally get the full picture, I think, of what happened in his past with his parents. Yeah. So that's nice, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> it's nice question mark. Full picture of this lovely little family. I feel more informed, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the result, but listen, everything got taken care of. Yeah. <laughs> Akito shut it down. Yeah. Which is, like, the first... Well, Akito went and, and, and apologized and talked to Kurino and Toru. That was a good move. This is, like, mm-hmm. the full, the next best move. Yeah, this is her, I think this is her first, um, like, active moment. Like, I think so. she's been, like, reactive, like, her whole life, essentially, but especially, mm-hmm. like, in the last, like, in her trying to be better, it's mostly been, like, you know, apologizing for things that have happened mm-hmm. already, but now it's, like, I am making an effort to do a good thing moving forward also i think like this is an opportunity where keto can like use her power within the family for good and i think that she probably recognizes that Mm -hmm. where she's just like this isn't happening so like yeah yeah, and she's just like no and then she goes and talks to i'm sure had some words with kyo's dad and was just like Mm -hmm. no and then went to shisho and was like kyo can do what he wants yeah and i'm destroying the cat's room Mm -hmm. and that's it and then just like peaced out and that was like the extent of the conversation i'm guessing yeah, yeah. it's kind of a nice thing that like this is where she started she's like yeah it's great. start with the like most awful thing <laughs> and try to undo it as much as i can yes. and then we'll go from there yeah i think it's interesting how cosmo says like uh he's like we've overcome a great obstacle like this is the biggest obstacle i don't even know what you're yeah. talking about you guys should be having a party right now like what the fuck but i mean like there's plenty of other things but yeah. And I think it's interesting how he points out, like, people's attitude at the main house, like, people's attitude in the family is still going to have to change. That's mm-hmm. not changing. But, yeah. At which least... we see. Yeah, yeah. Which we see with the maid. Yes. <laughs> that maid. I really wish she had a name. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the last hurrah of that maid, though, I think, actually, in this chapter. I don't think she's going to come back. Oh, uh, no. We see her one oh, more time. Oh, she's at the end? Okay, yeah. good. Or, like, not the end, but sometime. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. I remember. Yeah. All right, good. But, like, yeah, the well, the maid, the maid, is probably like the chief one among those people who mm-hmm. has attitude, like uh, not attitude problems, but like has yeah. her problem attitude that yeah, dominates the, like the ingrained maids. attitude that 
is gonna take a while to yes change i like how keto is like straight up like no yeah <laughs> it's a nice continuation of the um the previous like chapters concept yeah of the like you know we can move forward kind of thing because like when the maid says like i liked you better before keto's mm-hmm. like fine stay here yeah I like how <laughs> but she, i'm moving forward <laughs> she also like physically leaves her in the dark which is great mm-hmm. nice visual yeah from takaya nice solid hit it is, mm-hmm. it's, I've also, like, when I looked back at that, I was like, yeah, like, the main house is always shown as being, like, this dark, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, like, isolated, enclosed kind of space. Mm-hmm. Like, we always yeah, saw like we, there. Yeah, we always used to see Aikido in, like, yes. these little dark, shadowy corners. Yeah. I think it's a good representation of, uh, like, that, I don't know, that concept, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving I think on. kind of, like, kind of an early indication that, like, Aikido's just as trapped like as everyone mm-hmm. else like before For we sure. even started to see that side of Akito in the early chapters I feel like because we've seen Kureno enter into that darkness and we've seen like Akito leave the maid in the darkness it actually like that didn't just click with me until you just said it just now that like we could have like I think we could have if we had maybe noticed that earlier on it would be more obvious that Akito is like just as trapped as everybody else is in mm-hmm. the family like the th- I think, like, uh, in the climax chapters with Akito, like we talked about, I'm sure, the, like, reveal is that Akito is just as bound in as everybody else is, just as the tools all the other Zodiac yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I think it's easy, like, when you're first reading it to just see it as, like, visual language of, like, villainy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, someone always in the shadows and stuff, but, definitely. Like, yeah, knowing where it goes, it's obviously, like, visual language for, yeah, Akito's. Being trapped. Same trapped as yeah yeah it seems like that it seems like akito at the beginning of the story akito's we talked about it also akito's pulling all the strings mm-hmm. akito is the villain akito is the one but really like you know the the bond is not the only thing that's a problem the yeah. real like villain here in this story is like it's tradition yeah tradition <laughs> systemic <laughs> power tradition. yeah no. <laughs> systematized uh, abuse and power yeah. <laughs> structure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting... It's a big concept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. You get this little... We get to see Akito moving on from that now. Yeah. So one big step. A good mm-hmm. big step. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to nothing to make light of. So. Mm-hmm. But yay, it's exciting. Get rid of... Yay, tear tear down the wall mm-hmm. <laughs> I also like that like like it's not just like Akita like it's not just Akita going like yeah Akita's free to go she's like I'm gonna tear down the building mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah it's like I will make sure I will ensure this happens to nobody yeah it's she downplays it so when she sees Kyo, she's like do whatever you want but it's like no it's like I'm like she's stopping everything from happening she's stopping the cycle from happening again yeah which is great yeah it's a big thing <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying, Cosma. Yeah. Talk it up. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're probably a little like you know, still processing. <laughs> Kyo's shock in that whole scene is wonderful because also like uh, Hana is there too. He's yeah, just like moves from one crazy shocking thing to another. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like what he feels is like a crazy shocking thing to another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll have a good happy cry about it later. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that thing that's been looming over our lives from the moment we met each other. Yeah. (laughs) 
that's been solved. <laughs> it's, been, it's been resolved. <laughs> Hana's like, I'm going to have to make some more tea. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I made a note. The last note that I made here just says, like, it's so simple. This, like, it's so simple narration. Kyo's like, it's so simple. The things that I have, the cho- thing I have to do and how I have to do it is also overlaid over a keto. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I made this note in two separate places in my notes, but it, it t- it's tied into this thing of, like, the narrations linking people together. Yeah. So. Yeah. We also get, um, not the exact same thing, but similar, like, it's so simple phrasing from Uo too. Yeah. In the second chapter. Yeah. She's like, can't you just go away? Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like yeah it's kind of like the concepts here are like you know the like simple stuff that you know is still difficult for people to actually make Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of yeah there are a lot of things in life that are very obvious but very difficult Mm -hmm. to do yeah (laughs) good segue you want to talk about (laughs) a seamless segue with no seams at all about uh uo and (laughs) kareno sure (laughs) so a cute ending Mm mm-hmm this is their big moment, though, in mm-hmm. the story. Yeah. It's the resolution of their story. Yeah. It's the Uo and Kareno finale. <laughs> Uo and Kareno, another Uo and Kareno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an interesting choice to do, like, the little brief flash forward thing. Yeah, she doesn't really do that. Takaya doesn't really do that very much. Yeah. I think we... There's one. Did we get it with Satori and Mayu? Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, because she's like... She's like, and then I'll cut. It's like, uh, then I cut my hair, and soon he would laugh again, or whatever. I forget exactly yeah. what it says, but there is a time, mm-hmm. a very, very short flash forward in the mm-hmm. Atori and Mayuko story. Yeah. So yeah, it's similar to that. Yeah. This one has more stuff in it because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that one is like one panel, or something. Yeah. But, so Kareno goes far away. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere in Japan. <laughs> I assume. I don't know. <laughs> Sure so probably either that or the Washington D.C. Potomac Basin, or like somewhere in yeah anywhere where there's been ceremonial cherry trees planted yeah. elsewhere in the world. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't mean I to America. Yeah, that's to say I want to ride the AU where they now live in the, <laughs> in, in the in, D.C. metropolitan in the tidal area. basin. <laughs> yes, and I was like, where even are? They've got like a little tent. <laughs> She's like, Kareno, I didn't mean become a nomad. And he's like, this is how I live now. <laughs> they live on the mall, go to the museum sometimes. <laughs> For air conditioning when it's hot. Yes. <laughs> it's bleak. It's so bleak. <laughs> the scene with Uo and um, Akito is also interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Where Uo is kind of like, I felt, I realized that I was just only thinking about this one moment over and over again. I like really don't know that much about this person's like life and all the people that he cares about or anything. Mm-hmm. And how embarrassed she was embarrassed by that, I guess. Yeah. Which is it's unreasonable, also. <laughs> but fine, mm-hmm. it's fine. You have time, get to know them. But yeah. <laughs> of course, mm-hmm. Hana also picks up that Akito is, is a woman right away. Yeah. With her poison, electro poison waves, or whatever they <laughs> yeah. translated it to. <laughs> her dempa hasn't come, come back in a while, I guess. Although, I mean, it doesn't say that she used her dempa. She could have just used her intuition yes <laughs> woman's intuition like toru has <laughs> yes <laughs> i like how it's clear that like like akito and toru have been like talking a lot yeah like, like the fact that like you know like uo and hana walk in and they're like obviously deep in conversation mm-hmm. and... yeah they're still in their conversation mm-hmm. yeah and the fact that like 
like Tori obviously like mentioned the whole Uo and Kareno thing to she Akito. Used so. the time, used her time wisely. To yeah. Get her social is, agenda done. Yeah, which is so sweet and so Toru. I know. I was just thinking like, cause I just while while you were talking, um, I remembered or while we I made a joke about like a uh, women's intuition or whatever like Toru says, mm-hmm. but I just remembered the uh, in the anime when she was like, of course I didn't go. She's like badly covering her lie about going to see Shisho. And I was like, yeah. man, without Toru in these chapters, we don't get any, like, crazy Toru reactions. We don't have any Toru mm-hmm. reactions for a while. <laughs> I'm so excited for when she gets out of the hospital. I'll think yeah. of all the things that she'll do and say and the faces she'll make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I didn't really think about it. But, like, we only see, like, little glimpses of Toru. Don't for even see co- her face. Several chapters, yeah. Until one of the ones that we're reading next time, I think. Mm-hmm. Speaking of not seeing people's faces, there was a chapter where they didn't... Oh, like, the end with the Uo and Kureno scene? It's interesting how... I don't really have a comment about it, but, like, you don't see their, like, smiley faces until the very end of that scene. So it's all, like, these shots of, like, um, Uo, like, grabbing for the pedals and stuff, and then mm-hmm. Kureno's just standing there. Like, it's just kind of interesting. I don't know why... I don't I don't know what it is about it, but I guess you just kind of, like, get the atmosphere of... Mm-hmm. It's just framed in an interesting way. And I, I yeah. That was cool. I kind of get the feeling of it's, like, like fully separating them from, like, their past, yeah. like, events. Like, it's going, like, here's all this drama stuff that just happened, and then here, down the line, away from it all. Yes. Yeah, true. There's also, yeah, there's all, like, narration and, and uh, t- speech bubbles and stuff that cover their faces, and then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good smiles too. They are. Like like, yeah. Ugo's actually a bit teary eyed. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice until just just now. Yeah. Like these both look like people like looking at someone they're in love with. Yes. It's very cute. Yes. They looked like that in the um, <laughs> in the scene in the hospital too. Yeah. Similar expressions. I love Ugo's like kind of coy face in that smile too. Mm-hmm. In the hospital. She's like, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> funny. Very Ugo thing to say. Yeah so embarrassed about her affection it's fine you can be in love with someone <laughs> it's fine to care about other people <laughs> <laughs> yes of course it is a very Tori thing to do too yeah be like oh by the way about Kareno, i have something that i've been meaning to talk to you about <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kira doesn't know that she's stuck into the main house <laughs> she's like also I, ha- I have a recommendation for maintenance for the main house yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to submit a ticket <laughs> well, I have you here. Yeah, the last time that we saw Toru, that Toru talked was when she was like passed out, uh, about to pass out. Uh, are there any other things that you want to talk about that aren't spoilery? I think I'm done with things now. Um, it's just like Akito did good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good job. You're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I like her like totally shocked face when Uo hugs her too. <laughs> <laughs> Akito's getting. Like, this is not the reaction I was expecting. Yes. <laughs> Akito's getting. I feel like the world is turning upside down for Akito in like the best yeah. possible way, where mm-hmm. she, like, nobody, everybody's reacting positively to like everything, or like yeah. a- accepting everything that she's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, what is this uh, affection and acceptance? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know what to do with this. I don't understand. <laughs> That's not what I expected at all. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then also she like sassily stood up to the old maid and the old maid didn't do anything so like nobody's like it's like you have the world in front of you yeah like to do she's like oh I, I can 
do what I want. Yeah. I can do what I want <laughs> and I can be a good person. Yeah. And no one's going to like shun me or whatever. Yeah. Or at least like the people who are worth people worthy. who matter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the people who are worthy of my affection and attention mm-hmm. are not are going to like forgive me. Yeah. Which is a good lesson for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I also want to know the like conversation that led to Hana following Akito to Cosmo's <laughs> house. <laughs> Maybe she it's was like, just like, like, "Oh, where are you going? <laughs> oh, I know him too. Have to I'm go, gonna tag along. Go, uh, I'm going to visit. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll come too. And Akito was probably just like, "Fine, I guess." Yeah. It's kind of a what family to do about this, conversation. So sure. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with like the social niceties and things, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, is this what how a normal visit goes when I... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm not even going to ask how you know him, but yeah. okay. <laughs> maybe it all came out. Maybe they were like, oh, and then you should hear what she said at the school play in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and Akito was like, what? Someone, someone has so many deep feelings for Kurino? That's not me. <laughs> I was just using him to get back at my other lover. So... <laughs> <laughs> and also as my just external um, emotional support device, like yeah, <laughs> he's my a, emotional support. He's <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, that. You put a vest on him, and he doesn't have to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> he just like sits on her lap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's just my lap held Carino. <laughs> it's like you're gonna have to stow him under the seat for takeoff. <laughs> Get up there, Carino, and he's like <laughs> sadly folds into the overhead compartment. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, good. So nothing else to talk about. Then. <laughs> no, I think I'm okay. good. <laughs> next time, next time we're gonna talk about chapters 128 to 131. And here, my note says, "Deal with it." <laughs> <laughs> there is no regular schedule. <laughs> the moment that I've been waiting for. I mean. <laughs> It's good stuff. So good. <laughs> it's, I was like, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> Shall we talk about spoilers? <laughs> yes. Okay. So next time we'll talk about all those chapters. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> so listen. Spoilers. <laughs> I was just, I re- well, so basically, like, I'm incapable of not reading through all of those chapters every time I read <laughs> at least one of them. So I was like, oh, I better start looking ahead for next time and then say it till like, 1 a.m. reading through <laughs> all of it. So and I got to the Yuki yeah. Machi part and I was like, yay! Like, I just can't. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. So. <laughs> Yeah. But well, I was the, also just um, thinking, like, I don't know how much there'll be to talk about. It's just, like, a really great love confession for everybody. <laughs> right? So, yeah. well, then there'll be, like, her stuff to talk about, I guess, but... Yeah, I was gonna say the, um, the, like, true story of That's the Zodiac yes. legend is, like, one of my favorite so, parts of the series. All of it is great. I love all yeah. the expressions. Just all the curse-breaking stuff. Yeah. I love all the facial expressions during the Kyo and Toru scene. Like, mm-hmm. where he pulls off the bracelet and her, like, face in that scene. Yeah. It's, like, impossible to describe. Like, it's... I don't know. This is, like, yeah. peak 
Takaya emotional representation skill also, which is great. Yeah, yeah and also just the like the ending of the chapter where they hug and then they realize like, that <gasps> <laughs> yes. he has not transformed. He's still there. <laughs> yeah. What a weird feeling it would be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, I guess I can't really imagine the opposite because I've never hugged yeah. anyone. I've never once turned turned anyone into a cat <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> whatever Hajime says in the beginning of another. (laughs) Um, So, like, yeah, I I don't know. It must have been so weird. So unexpected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. What a cliffhanger that chapter must have been. (laughs) I think I saw that. Hold on, wait. I gotta look at it to remember. I'm pretty sure that I saw that at least one of these. I think it was that one in scans untranslated scans and i was like when when is it gonna be ready because like because that was before i studied japanese and i had no idea what i was doing i had a i tried to translate it and i had a dream that i was looking for a kanji (laughs) that's how hard i tried and (laughs) you know what i mean you know when you do Mm -hmm. something so hard that you have a dream yeah (laughs) that's what happened it didn't get anywhere But now I'm, I've grown as a person. <laughs> I have more knowledge and skill than I used to have. You're like, I know like at least three more kanji. At least three. <laughs> Wani Kani says I know like 200 something, which I don't really believe to be true. So yeah. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> yeah, I love when like, like Duolingo is like, you learned 200 new words. I'm like, did I? Did I really? <laughs> did it's like, I'm sure I saw 200 new words. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say I learned them. Well, it depends on how, what you classify as, like, when have you learned something? Yeah. It's a whole, like, I'm sure there's an argument to be made about that. Yeah. What, is le- what does acquired so, learning actually mean? Yeah. Some of, some of our, like, teacher listeners are like, I know what it means. <laughs> I'm sure. <Yeah. laughs> I know that we have teacher listeners, so I can say that. <laughs> or at least we used to. Yeah. I feel like you, like, almost don't finish learning a language. I don't think so. I mean, I still learn things in English. Like even, yeah, even English, like <laughs> on the reg. And sometimes I still have to look things up. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I remember, like, like I have friends who, like, English isn't their first language, and then sometimes they ask a question, and I'm like, "Well, let's Google it because I don't know." <laughs> like I'm always looking up grammar stuff, like when always. I'm writing. It's like I know it, but then like I'm like, "Is that right?" And then it's like further versus farther. Yes. And, like... <laughs> I always have to look up to whom when to use whom yeah. instead of who. Because literally mm-hmm. nobody uses it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> you use whom when it's like, an object. Like different tenses of lay and lie and <laughs> lane and laid. Laid and... I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and then also if you use it right, you sound pretentious. So you're like, maybe I should just yeah. say whatever I want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. What are the stakes? This is fanfic. I mean... <laughs> In my case, 90% of the writing that I do is like this script for this podcast. So I could say whatever I want. I don't even... Yeah. Write it or read it right half the time, so. <laughs> it's like the only one who'll judge you is me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you have. <laughs> it's, it's captured in recording, so. <laughs> anyway, for spoilers. Only so. when it's funny. Yeah, no. Well, it's usually funny. That's what usually gets noticed. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, yeah spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Anyway, spoilers. Mm-hmm. The only main spoiler that I have is like they're like, "Oh, Toru run away. She'll run away if she sees them," which is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Mhm. Yeah, I have two spoiler comments. Okay. 
One is the, like, we talked about the, uh, the it's a simple narration overlaying Akito. both Kyo and Akito. Uh-huh. And I think, like, specifically that bit we're saying, like, it's so simple, the answer, and how they're both simple, it's just hard. I feel like that's, for Akito, is specifically referring to her decision to yeah, let, break the curse. The curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, exactly. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, because, like, she that. doesn't say it in, like, any of these chapters, but I think, like, she has already, like kind of made that decision or is leading up to that decision yes so Kayla, i have a submission a form submission this <laughs> is relevant to next time i got an email from a listener that says that so we had talked about this like vague narration that's in chapter 121 what is it it's the narr- it's what kyo says so the the message says that it's the beginning of kyo's confession to toru in chapter 129 so what he says to her at the beginning of the confession is, I should have known that this world doesn't always give you the chance to apologize. I can't let anything happen again. I can't. That would be like I never did learn. And I think that that was like at the end of the chapter where Kyo... The end of 120. So it says... Kyo's narration says... It's, it's You see him walking away and, and Toru walks away and then Akito pops out of the woods and it says, The only things I ever did were for myself. I only cared about my own penance. I said only what I wanted to say and through everything I've ignored your feelings and sometimes you never get the chance to apologize to someone I knew that but if I'm gonna just keep repeating the same thing how's that any different than not knowing at all mm-hmm. and then his confession is something very similar to his confession starts off with something very similar to that I was only thinking of my own regrets I wasn't controlling what came out of my mouth I completely ignored your feelings I should have known better that's a sh- me of all people that this world doesn't always give you a chance to apologize I can't let the same thing out again I can't that would be like I never did learn and then it goes into mm-hmm. like her confession so yeah thank you morgan for sending that i didn't recognize that and that i learned mm-hmm. it says i didn't notice until it more one of my more recent th- read-throughs check it out and i did <laughs> <laughs> so anyway that's a spoiler for next time is what i try to say so it was yeah. the um which is cool because we were like what's up with that narration that's weird i think when we were talking about it mm-hmm. it's 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 in like a dark box like a dark uh, like the square narration style text box and mm-hmm. then next time and then he says it in his dialogue when he's talking to her so. yeah. I don't know I thought it was cool mm-hmm. that's kind of a spoiler from like two times ago I guess but <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. fine it's a spoiler for next time so it counts right it counts <laughs> we make the rules so yes it counts <laughs> yeah I do what I want listen <laughs> what um did you was that both of your spoilers that you said uh, no, oh what's the second the, one um, that's what I'm curious about yeah the other one is like we're um, I said the maid does come back. Yes. And like, uh, yeah, back? they have, um, I should have brought the other volume. Which but, one? Um, I have 20, 22. It's 23, oh. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't have that. I have 22 oh. with me. I don't have 23. Um, yeah, I can't remember what the exact thing is, but like basically like the maid is saying that like, like she can't deal with like all this change. She's too old. It's been like this her oh. whole life. And mm-hmm. like Akito, yes. like says, like, maybe you just need someone to offer you a hand, like someone did for me, and, like, does that, but then the maid just, is a like, rejects badge. it, so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, so I remember now. kind of like, well, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> but, yeah. Like, well, anyway, you're fired. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But it is interesting, because you do kind of get, like, a bit more insight on the maid's, like, thought process. Yeah. I remember like, rather than just being, about. like, yeah, just being, like, terrible for the sake of being terrible you kind of get the idea that like it's just like what she's known her whole life it's kind of like akito yeah it's just like akito mm-hmm. akito was yeah, like it's like we said that, like to live in this world yeah it's 
not my fault. Like we said I'm about famous. how like almost no one in the series is just like awful for the sake of being awful with no kind of like information on their perspective. Like even the maid gets like you kind of get a glimpse at her thought process, even if you know you don't agree with it. I mean, like Kyo's dad is awful, but I I <laughs> think that he's all of his actions are just like out of fear and like shame. Yeah. And yeah, like, like yeah, that's another else. thing. It's like he's an awful person, but he's not just like, like a you know laughing villain. And he's not a villain. Villain. He, you have a, you know what his thought process is and why he is the way he is. I feel like villains are often like, they have like, almost like desires but without motivation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's like I want to rule the world, especially in like not yeah, not at least female. like like a stereotypical yeah 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 like like you know cartoon villain kind of thing, yeah. but. Yeah, even I think a lot of, like, a more, like, one-dimensional, like, a one-off, like, Monster of the Week type villain is, like, yeah. I wanna rule, even in, like, a, a broad, like, a deeper, maybe, like, superhero show or, or story or something like that, like, but they're often just, like, I wanna have, like, all the power, and, like, mm-hmm. you're, like, why? Like, why does that even yeah. matter? Like, mm-hmm. so he's not like that, it's, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, there's that, like... Like, there's the, like, writing advice that, like, every villain is the hero of their own story. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you have to, like, think about, to write a compelling villain, you have to, like, think about why they want what they want. Yeah, his dad, which, um, his dad's more of, like, an anti-hero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, but, like, it's, like, yeah, even though he's, like, you know, terrible and we don't get that deep a look at him, you still, you know why he wants what he wants. Yes. And why he acts the way he acts. Yeah. And I, but I wouldn't say that he thinks that he's, like, the soup, the... He, I feel like he's he wouldn't he's not the hero of his own I think, story. I think he thinks he's the good guy in this story. Yeah, I think he thinks but, that he's the yeah. like you know he's like facing adversity like yeah. he's the one who's like downtrodden. He's like the disadvantaged. You know. Yeah. He's the underdog <laughs> in yeah. his own story. <laughs> and like he was the villain basically. Yeah. And everyone the world is against him and like yeah. Mm-hmm. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, it's just the kind of nice to get that glimpse of even the maids, the old maids' mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> per point of view. The one maid. Yeah, that one maid. Yeah. <laughs> but she kind of, she's a stand-in for the whole family, kind of, mm-hmm. I guess, in the story. Like, she's a stand-in for the, what we talked about, about how this is like a... The old guard. Yeah, the, that the, like, the villain in this story is the old guard, like, the idea, more of, like, the concept of, like... Mm-hmm an old a way of doing things or whatever and tradition yeah and she's the mm-hmm. her character is the stand-in symbol of that yeah. for us i guess yeah she represents the um like what cosmo said about like the attitudes of yeah the other people are going to be more difficult to change yeah. but yeah exactly and therefore she doesn't change she's basically like a static character she's one yeah. of the only ones mm-hmm. yeah and like willfully because she yeah. gets the chance Kido to do different but yeah well, she had the chance to do so many things. Like, she had the chance to, like, mm-hmm. let Rin out of the cat's room and, like, not yeah. be a dick to Akito. Like, so many, you know what I mean? Like, not, yeah. not, not use Akito's grief as leverage against Ren. Like, mm-hmm. she had so, so many yeah. opportunities to be a good person and mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, and it's, yeah, but it's, like, that last moment, like, with Akito, it's, like, even if you assume that, like, she had a similar kind of thing to Akito, it's just, like, not knowing yeah. any different and not like realizing she could change it's like she gets that chance at the end and, and doesn't you know it. denies it yeah. yeah exactly yeah that's true mm-hmm. interesting mm-hmm. 
Something to look forward to, question mark? <laughs> yeah. Most of the stuff from here is, is happy, though, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a good show of how far Akito's come. Yeah. Even if the maid doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I wanted her to change. I didn't yeah. want her to stay the same. <laughs> <laughs> Can't everybody be better? <laughs> Indeed. Is there any other stuff that you want to talk about this episode? No, those are mine. Okay. And I'm, I'm good. Let me see what's next. I, oh, wait, no, I know what's next. We already talked about yeah. it, which is all the... <laughs> Everything. So many things. So many things, guys. <laughs> I'm really excited. Yeah. Love confessions, curses breaking, way backstory. <laughs> <laughs> Long ago, yeah. the land of ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> You go, girl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm always like, does anybody never recognize my joke? <laughs> See, I have jokes other than from Mulan. We talked about this before. Yeah. You got the one that came out the year before Mulan. <laughs> yeah, back when the world was new and the planet Earth <laughs> was down on its luck. <laughs> Gigantic brutes called titans ran them yeah, off. I hear that. It was a nasty place. <laughs> Does this count of a musical reference if you don't sing? <laughs> oh, I meant to say the episode was You Cried For Me, and I meant to, uh, the anime one, and I meant to make a joke about Don't Cry For Me, Argentina, but that's <laughs> yeah. too late. That moment has passed. That was like three hours ago. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, three hours? What are you talking about? <laughs> I remember um, time in like middle school or something. Yes. In Spanish class, we had to like make a map of a Spanish speaking country. Mm hmm. Was like part of a project and one of my classmates like well she said she was gonna make argentina because of the song uh -huh. but argentina was too hard to draw <laughs> so she did spain instead and started going like don't cry for me spain <laughs> argentina was too hard to draw it's shaped like a a long triangle kind of i guess it's kind of like pointy i don't know it has like yeah, it's the, got all those little wiggles on the outside. Yeah, because it's on, in the ed bordered by the like Andes, I guess, on the left yeah. side. <laughs> Don't at me with my geography knowledge, although it's pretty <laughs> good. I almost wanna. I came in second place in the geography bee in middle school. Well, I came in first. Did you really? I Wait, did. That was must first have been in my school. school. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because uh, I was like, was, you went there. Was it wrong? Actually, I think it was. Um, I think it was elementary school. Okay. Actually. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of wiggly. I mean, Spain is definitely easier to draw. Yeah. <laughs> Classmate was yeah, correct. It's, yeah, it's on the bottom next to Chile. Yes. So. Yeah, so the Andes. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, I like still always think of that <laughs> when, when "Don't Cry for Me" Argentina comes up. Spain. <laughs> I used to listen to that a lot as a child. Question mark. <laughs> it's true. But then I'm then later you you know you listen to things as a child and you're like, oh whatever. And then I'm like I love the song. I think that my favorite song from Evita and I think objectively the best song is Another Suitcase in Another Hall, which is about mm -hmm. a like sex worker leaving one lover to like look for another or like yeah. getting kicked out of one <laughs> one situation to go look for another. And you're like, oh this is a, a beautiful song about yeah <laughs> a topic that yeah. is not PG <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess yeah. I like that one a lot, and I like the um, the a new Argentina song, but I don't know like any other words. So, <laughs> the chains of the masses untied. Especially the um, like more rapid fire, 
the like songs that Ava sings. Like, it's like in this we vow the desk me out of those we are marching with now. He supports you for he loves you, mm-hmm. understands you, is one of you. It's a good song, actually. Yeah. Now that you mention mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah, I like those kind of songs that like go back and forth between different like characters mm-hmm. and groups singing like their own little parts of it mm-hmm. and stuff. And, like all the parts are kind of musically different, but it all comes together. Have you? Do you listen to the movie soundtrack, or the brought like the London uh, soundtrack? Uh, I don't know. I don't really listen okay. to one in particular. It's just like I'm aware of that song. Okay. Like, I understand. I don't have it on my iPod or anything. <laughs> because like the movie, there's like, uh. Like, the character Che that's played by Antonio Banderas in the movie, mm-hmm. his role is, like, quite different in the, um... There's, like, a whole subplot with him that's in the musical version that's not in the movie. So the song... Yeah. That song is one of the ones that's a little bit different, I guess. Mm-hmm. It just reminded me of that. Yeah, I think um, the one I'm more familiar with was a, a Broadway one because it was uh, What's-Her-Face singing it, um, Patti Lapone. Oh, yes. <laughs> also that, like... Tango confrontation song they have. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called or how it goes. I just remember liking it. <laughs> the Tango Maureen. <laughs> yes, Gotta that one. Through. I don't think it's actually a tango, but they like dance kind of they do. In a, like, confrontational uh, way. I think it's actually a waltz because it's the tell me before you I waltz out of your life before turning back on the past. Is that the song you're thinking of? I think so. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's gonna. It's called something obvious, like Waltz for Ava and Shay or something. Yes, yes. That's exactly what it's called. <laughs> that I couldn't remember. <laughs> and she's like, "Allow me to help you sink off to the sidelines and mark your due with three cheers." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that I one too. I don't care what the bourgeoisies say. I'm not in business for them, but to give all my descomisados a magical moment or two. That song? <laughs> yes, that one. You're like, thanks? Question mark. <laughs> See, I've dem- clearly demonstrated my deep knowledge of Evita. Yeah, I'm much less familiar with Evita than you are. <laughs> I think most people are. Even people who love musicals. I'm like, and Evita's my favorite, and they're like, what? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It does have a lot of the, like, like talky... It does. Talky songs that I like. Yeah, it does. I think but you would. Like, knowing what I, I know yeah. that you like about musicals, you would enjoy it. But yeah, it's just like funny. I don't know. I just always liked it as a kid, and then I'm like, this is about like a like workers' revolution, and then there's like fascism, yeah. and it's like they go on like a. <laughs> she went on like a tour. Yeah, it's all like. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like when I watched uh, The Sound of Music for the first time yeah, as like a teenager, and I was like, where'd the Nazis come from? Come from? <laughs> I don't remember Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. I also really love uh, The Sound of Music. That's probably also one of my mm-hmm. favorites. I really like Something Good. That's my favorite song from The Sound of Music. Yeah, it's good. I also like the reprise of <laughs> of uh, Sixteen Going on Seventeen, mm-hmm. where she's like, we might have talked about this before. This conversation feels really familiar, but it goes, <laughs> a bell is no bell till you ring it, a song is no song till you sing it, and love in your heart wasn't put there to stay. Love isn't love till you give it away. When you're 16, going on 17, <laughs> waiting for life to start. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have to say about that. The, the original 16 going on 17 is just ungodly catchy. <laughs> 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 I 
You're like, I don't want to be singing this, but here I am. (laughs) (laughs) You wait, little girl, on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. It is really catchy, and you're like, I don't want to like this, but I I love it in my heart. It's fine. I do like at the end where, like, after he's all like, like, I'm older and And more mature, and I'll take care of you, and then she, like, starts singing, and, like, obviously he's, like, so flustered and, (laughs) (laughs) like, backed down by it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway okay good well musical break over <laughs> it's never over <laughs> it's just for now temporarily over <laughs> until next time so next time 128 to 131 I don't think we said goodbye yet so uh <laughs> yeah so so long farewell of either saying goodbye <laughs> <Yes. mark. laughs> I'd like to stay and take my champagne <laughs> yes no <laughs> <laughs> The sun has gone to bed, and so must I. So long, farewell. Oh, <laughs> oh the train's here to say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. The train's here to play us off stage. It's like you take it too long. <laughs> the train is the equivalent of the like hook or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the train ended one of our most other recent episodes. <laughs> I know, it's loud today. What's up with that? Maybe they, like, got a louder horn. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Or just really enthusiastic conductors. Yeah, maybe there's a new conductor on the job, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta, like, move up in the ranks. I gotta prove to them. I gotta, you know, cut my teeth (laughs) in this business of train engineering. (laughs) Most important thing is how loud your whistle is, right? Right? (laughs) Right. Right? Right. That's how you show your enthusiasm. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've got to tur- crank this thing to 11. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> your true form. My true form. <laughs> My true form revealed. Stop. <laughs> I don't need a bracelet to keep my true form from being revealed. <laughs> or maybe I do. Maybe that's the problem. Asshole bracelet. <laughs> they say they say that it was made from the blood and the bones of a really, really nice person. <laughs> I know some people who could use an asshole bracelet. I mean, just so many. Keep their asshole in check. <laughs> keep, keep your asshole in check. <laughs> Most of them probably should have been confined after high school, too. <laughs> wow. Call, call the hospital. we got to get some people to the burn unit. <laughs> some burn heal for that burn. So, burn heal. If only it was called something more clever, like potion. I don't know. I think burn that heal makes funnier. it funnier. <laughs> I know for a while people would use that, like, screen cap of the Blaine from like, the first game. Going like, haha, you better have burn heal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, yes. Yeah. <laughs>